Well, there are a few things as profoundly influential in our lives as family, right? Whether that influence is positive or negative, the, the effects of family in our upbringing reverberate throughout the rest of our lives. And of course, uh, that does not mean we can uh, justifiably, you know, blame our family life for every one of our personal problems or poor choices as we go through life, although people certainly try to do that all of the time, nor should we necessarily credit family for every single one of our successes in life, especially for those who have had to overcome a difficult uh, family upbringing, because the truth is God gives certain gifts and abilities and character traits to each one of us individually, which means we are individually responsible for what we do with those gifts and abilities and character traits, uh, regardless of how, uh, how we were raised or what our family relationships are like. However, it's a big however, it is undeniable that the dynamics within a family uh, the degree to which a person is or is not nurtured and cared for and encouraged within that family, uh, the existence of or the absence of accountability between family members, the, the use of or lack of discipline, right? The amount of or lack of affirmation that one receives as a member of that family. All of those kinds of family dynamics have tremendous influence in our lives one way or the other. In fact, um, in a recent Barna study, nearly two-thirds of Americans polled said that family was the number one factor in their lives in determining their identity. Being an American was ranked as second, and their religious faith was ranked as third. Okay, clearly, the majority of the people, at least in this country, carry the effects of their family influences with them throughout life to one degree or another, to the point that our lives are often shaped by those relationships, which can be wonderful as long as your family experience is a healthy one. But of course, for some people, the opposite is true because we live in a broken world, and, and nowhere does that brokenness show up more than in our families, at least in our society. And so, and so along comes Jesus who not only came to show us the way to the next life, but he also came to show us how to live in this one. And so he invited us to become members of his spiritual family, which turns out is so vitally important and formative in shaping who we actually become that it transcends even our biological family. At one point when Jesus was speaking to a crowd of people, Matthew says that Jesus' mother and his brothers stood outside asking to speak to him. But he replied to the man who told him, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And stretching out his hand toward his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Matthew 12, 46 through 50. That wasn't a slight, by the way, uh, against his biological family in any way, shape, or form. It was simply a true expression of the greater importance of being a member of the family of God. Okay, in first century Hebrew culture, the biological family reigned supreme in importance. And Jesus actually challenged that notion by making it clear that the family of God was to take precedence 
even over the biological family. He said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Luke 14, 26. Now, understand the word hating uh, or the phrase to hate in that verse in the ancient Hebrew was actually a Semitic expression that literally meant to love less. The point being, Jesus wanted his followers to understand that, yes, of course, we are to love our biological families. He wasn't suggesting otherwise, and neither am I. However, being a part of his family has to take priority even over our biological families, if we're going to be able to fulfill his calling in our lives. Uh, Joseph Hellerman, he's an author and New Testament scholar, said it this way, Jesus's relationship priorities help us understand that the church, the family of God, is not here to serve the interests of our family, its preferences, desires, and needs. Rather, our families are here to serve the family of God. And again, the reason for that is not because Jesus wants us to uh, experience less good things from our biological families. No, it's because he wants us to experience all of the good things available to us as members of the family of God, which couldn't be any more relevant for a group of people throughout history than it is for the American church today because in many instances the truth is we've made our biological families our God. Right? Often I think we consider our family at home to be more important than our family at church, the family of God, which is actually a mistake because that's not what Jesus taught and that's not how Jesus lived. See, he didn't just lay his life down for his biological mother and father and brothers, right? He, he gave his life for all who were and for all who would ever be a part of the family of God. You understand this is the model we're supposed to follow in our own lives. We, we live our lives and we give our lives for our brothers and sisters and fathers and mothers in Christ. Certainly, that can and should include our biological family members, but we have to stop thinking about the church, the family of God, as somehow second in priority to our family at home. You see, because as long as you consider the church a place to go rather than the family you belong to, you're not only missing 